0: It's just after six o'clock in the big city. It's time for America's favorite Las Vegas sports show, Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson. <laughs> yeah, what up? Party's going on. Duh. Go! Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson is brought to you by Hannah Shea, Boyle, and Rabapuni. Trial lawyers that get results. Steiner's Pub, a true Nevada-style pub. Preventative Diagnostic Center. Rob Ritchie, Farmers Insurance. So get ready, because Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson starts
1: now. Now. Ah, KT, baby. Top of the week to everybody. SportsX Radio, PSBR Law Studios in Las Vegas. What a week of sports we've got, and we're going to get it rolling in just a little bit. But PSBR Law, the best in personal injury for a long time in SoCal, and here year number four in the Vegas Valley. Brian Panish, of course, senior partner. KT's good buddy. He's in mourning. Are you kidding me? BP is nowhere to be found. What happened to Fresno State? I'll get to that a little bit later. On the gridiron, they got beat by New Mexico, for the love of God, and we got something going on here in the Vegas Valley. But PSBR law, seriously, if you need help in the future, personal injury-wise, there is nobody better. And like I said, long time in Southern California, here in the Vegas Valley, year number four, over $4.5 billion in verdicts and settlements the last five years for their clients. Strength by your side, the relentless pursuit of justice is PSBR Law. You know the 702 for Vegas, 830 PSBR Law dot psbrlaw.com. Go check it out. And, uh, you know, BP, Brian Panish, and, uh I don't want to get him mixed up with Brad Powers because I use the BP on Powers as well, but uh, Panish, not a happy camper, of course, played football at Fresno State back in the day, and uh, that's the only loss for the Rebs. Inside the conference. And they actually led up their Bulldog Stadium at halftime. But what a job by Barry Odom and the Rebels. Hopefully Coach Odom will be on SportsX Radio tomorrow night. Looking forward to that. And I was like, guest-wise, who should I get tonight? There's so much going on in the world of sports. And then I'm like, wait a minute. I got the hoaxer. Are you kidding me? Mark Hope, my producer, biggest Eagles fan I know. They're in Monday Night Football. They're playing Kansas City 7-7 right now. About eight minutes to go in the first half from KC. A rainy arrowhead. Keep an eye on that game. And, of course, so much going on here in the Vegas Valley. And uh, figured I'd check in with Mark throughout the night and get you caught up on college football, NFL. Right now, that, that'll probably take you three, four hours right there. But we got college basketball at the forefront. Some great games. The Maui Classic going on, of course, not in Maui over in Honolulu. Uh, but some great matchups still yet to go. So looking forward to all this stuff going on. And, of course, we've got some other headlines as well. So let's get rolling. Now, the starting five, number one. I'm going to go right to UNLV football, baby. Coach Barry Odom and the Reds. Down big time at halftime. Didn't look good. But this is the first time in a long time that you're not panicking if this Rebels team gets behind. They were behind a couple scores at Air Force in Colorado Springs. Lo and behold, 17-0. The Reds outscore the force in the second half on their way to a 31-27 victory to take sole possession of first place in the Mountain West. Just that one blemish against Fresno State on the road, but 6-1. and one. Now, they can wrap things up as far as sole possession and get to that championship game against, well, it wouldn't be San Jose State. That's who they play on Saturday right here at Allegiant Stadium. If they win that game, San Jose State is out, and it would be the winner of Friday night's game. And that is Boise State. And uh, let me see whoever Boise State's playing. I got I to, gotta, oh, the Force. That's right, Boise State and the Force. There you go. Thanks, Mark. And uh, so those two, so the winner of that game would get UNLV. So we know the Rebs are going to be there, but I'd like them to win outright. I think they can take care of business. Right now, a three-and-a-half-point favorite in that game should be a good one. San Jose State, of course, potentially having the uh, player of the year, or at least preseason player of the year, And Javen Cordero, who's outstanding. I mean, there's no doubt this kid can flat-out play. San Jose State, they've won five in a row. The Rebs have won eight of nine. Are you kidding me? How impressive is that? Eight of nine for UNLV football. This is just absolutely unbelievable, and I was so fired up on Saturday. Not only did I have the Rebs on the money line, but it was just watching that team come together and take care of business. KT didn't do good on his college football, but he got the one that he needed most, UNLV knocking off Air Force, and they will be in that Mountain West Championship game and hopefully sole possession of first place when it's all said and done after Saturday. Number two. All right, let's go right to the silver and black state. That's right, the Raiders. I am impressed. Look, it wasn't the greatest game offensively. It was pretty good defensively, and at times the offense showed some prowess. But to go to Miami with the Dolphins off a bye and that high-powered offense at home averaging 38 points a game and holding them to just 20 points, giving yourself a chance to win. I mean, how cool is that? Look, a loss is a loss, and I said if the Raiders drop their next two, probably not going to make the playoffs. And said, In fact, I said they wouldn't because they'd be 5-7 and seven going into the bye week. But I have a feeling that this team is going to beat Kansas City, no matter what happens tonight between KC and Philly. Right now, the Raiders are back here in Vegas. And trust me, they're watching this game, paying attention to KC. They're scouting, but they will get after it early tomorrow. I just have a feeling Antonio Pierce is going to pull this one off. They went to Miami, and they were able to hang with the Dolphins. A few turnovers by a rookie quarterback. Got to go through some growing pains, and Aiden O'Connell did that yesterday because the Raiders actually had a 3-0 advantage in the turnover department in the third quarter. But lo and behold, came back to bite him and they end up losing 20-13, to 13, but right there for the taking. This team has much improved over the last three games. We couldn't take too much against the Giants, and even that Jets defense is good, but we know the offense atrocious. But to hold the high-powered Miami Dolphins on their home field off a bye to just 20 points, that's saying something. So I think the season on the line at Allegiant Stadium on Sunday and I'm thinking the Raiders are going to take care of business. KT's predicting a Raider victory this Sunday to get to 6-6 six and, six and go into the bye week. Number three. All right, uh, college basketball at the forefront. And we got the Maui Classic going on. Now, they had to move it because of all the uh, problems with the fire and whatnot. But they moved it to Honolulu. And we still have a couple games to go. And there'll be a good one. The late game will actually start after KT's show is over at 8.30. And that'll be UCLA and Marquette. Kansas Chaminade that game tipping off in just a minute but you had some good ones early how about Purdue Zach Eady and the guys taking care of business Eady had 25 points 14 rebounds and Purdue came back from a deficit against Gonzaga and knocked off the Zags that was impressive so we're paying attention Syracuse the loser in the other game that was the early game trying to remember the uh the team that the Cuse is playing without even looking at the scores and I'll go there in just a sec but that was the early game and the Cuse got up early and then at the end of the day they end up losing so that's their uh they're not going to play play for that uh, championship there in the Maui Classic usually they do they get there they're always one of the top teams in that whole deal and let me see uh I'm trying to remember who it is gosh I hate that man that's part of the part of the deal you get a little older and sometimes Things just kind of slip away from you. Oh, here it is. Tennessee. That's right. Volunteers. Rick Barnes Club. 73-56. To Tennessee took out the cues and then produced 73-63 over the Zags, and they have just tipped off. Kansas Chaminade. UCLA Marquette coming up that late game. Marquette, minus six. 141.5. Shaka Smart, of course, in control. But UCLA, a couple big seven-footers could be out there at the same time. Looking forward to watching that game. Number four. Got to stay with college hoops because UNLV, they were over there, the men's team, in Florida. And uh, part of that uh, Sunrise deal, taking on Florida State. Now, Florida State under Leonard Hamilton, this is the tallest team in the entire country. I mean, they have like five guys, 6'10 or bigger. Three 7-footers. And sometimes they'll throw multiple guys out there. They'll have a team with the smallest guy being 6'5 out there. UNLV a little intimidated at the get-go. They fought back. They end up losing the game by 8. But they got down 16-17 in the second half, and they dug themselves a hole early on the first 6-7 minutes and couldn't buy a three-pointer and uh, struggled mightily, but end up losing the game by 8. I believe it was 83-75. And you know what? Tough game for UNLV, but at the end of the day, Kevin kruger has got this team heading in the right direction. That is a tough matchup there, Florida State, for anybody especially out of a non-Power 5 conference. But we'll keep an eye on the Reds. They go down. They'll play in the third-place game tomorrow. I'll see if I can get a line on that a little bit later. Meanwhile, the Lady Reds, they are 4-0, and and Lindy Rock has the Lady Reds picking up just where they left off last year, an incredible run last year, and they will be back in action coming up soon, and I'll get you a matchup for them in their next game as well. But their last game, they actually beat New Hampshire 90-30 to on Saturday. Are you kidding me? 90 to 30. My gosh, that's just one of those beatdowns, big time. And the Lady Rebs looking good and looking like they're ready for Mount West play already. Number five. Now some bad news out of the uh, old injury department for Florida State football. Jordan Travis, outstanding quarterback. A lot of fun to watch this guy. And, of course, the Noles sitting at number four in the college football rankings the last couple weeks. But they drop out of the top four. Why? Because Travis is out. They didn't lose the game. They still won the game. But Florida State in a lot of trouble now. They're going to be going with a backup quarterback. And I don't know what they're going to be able to do. They've got to go to Gainesville, take on the uh, Gators in the swamp. You know, Florida will be chomping at the bit. And you know how they chomp over there at the swamp with that uh, chomping motion that they do. But they're going to try and get after Florida State and end their playoff hopes. Now, look, backup quarterback. It's not out of the realm of possibility that Florida State could still sneak in, but they're going to need some help. They're going to need a one-sided victory in that Michigan-Ohio State game because that's a battle of two unbeatens. They're going to need some help uh, probably from maybe a Washington State or an Oregon State. An Oregon State win at Autzen Stadium against Oregon. That would give the Ducks two losses, and then you hope for the Ducks to knock off Washington. I mean, Florida State's got to start rooting for other teams because even undefeated— there's a chance a good solid one-loss team like an Alabama or a Texas could jump over them as well. So we'll get to all the college football rankings, all that good stuff. I'll get you caught up on the scores. It is uh, SportsX Radio here on a Monday night. And that is a look at the starting five. And look, there were so many to choose from. I could have uh, gone to several others. Uh, 49ers in a little trouble now. Uh, Hufanga out for the year. All pro safety tears his ACL. That's not good for San Francisco. How about Zach Wilson? He is benched finally from the Jets. It's all said and done. Tim Boyle will start on Friday. That's right, we got a Black Friday NFL game with the Jets taking on the Dolphins in Miami. And uh, Tim Boyle will start a quarterback. Zach Wilson relegated to number three there on that depth chart for the Jets. And I'm going to wait back. Andy Isco is going to text me what the payoff would have been on a two-team parlay if you had New Mexico State and New Mexico gridiron on the money line, parlayed, $100 parlay, and some of you probably would be able to figure it out. How about Auburn? They pay New Mexico State and Jerry Kill to bring the Aggies there to Jordan-Hare. $1.85 million. So you're giving them a nice check. Thanks for coming out. And then New Mexico State goes and beats them by 21 as 25-point underdogs. That is unbelievable. Meanwhile, New Mexico, down 14-3 against Fresno State. They come back, and they beat Fresno State. So you had New Mexico a plus 1,200 on the money line. New Mexico State a plus 1,250 on the money line. That is impressive. And I'm uh, texting that. I was uh, was supposed to text that to Andy Isco or Chuck Edel, and those guys were going to give me the skinny on what that would be. So I will get that over to AI right now and uh, we will find out what that payoff would have been on a $100 bet. But that is pretty impressive. SportsX Radio, Monday through Friday, of course, 6 to 8 right here, 101.5 FMK, Dawn Streaming Live on that Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y, download it now. I bring in Mark Hoke. Mark had a very busy weekend, of course, covering AEW in Cali and, of course, paying attention to all the other sports that he does uh, on a regular basis. So uh, welcome in my producer, Mark Hoke. He'll be with me the rest of the night. Hoaxster, how was Cali? I'm tired. <laughs> I know. It was a quick that, turnaround for you and Dave. Differs. Yeah,
2: we got back. Um, the card ended around nine, and then the the AW Media scrum lasted until midnight. Good friend Tony Khan took up a little little time at the end and got back here about dropped him off at 430, and KTS slept at the studio for an hour and a half. Wow. Before I got ready to do the Mark Hoke show, which was outstanding this week, by the way. Oh, so, yeah. But... uh yeah, MJF held on to his title. Insulted me
1: again. Yeah, did he? All right, was it a good one? Eh, not as good. He's his losing his. He's losing his touch. Did he? But he recognized he, you. Yeah,
2: yeah, he knows me. He knows me. But, uh, but yeah, MJF held on to his championship. But kind of a wild affair there. Uh, but if uh, if you're not squeamish, go back and watch the Swerve Strickland Hangman Adam Page death match, which is being called one of the. Uh, Best death matches of all time, but boy, I'll tell you, man, it was um, it was a bloody affair. Very, very crazy stuff going on in that match, but high intensity and two uh, two new women's champions. Uh, Tony Storm won the AEW Women's Championship, and young twenty two year old Julia Hart won the Women's TBS title. So, uh, but a lot lot going on down there in LA, and uh, we had a great time. I want to thank AEW for having us out, and uh, yeah, we got back and. Had uh, Brittany Brooks top indie wrestlers nineteen, and she's awesome. She was on the show, and Danny Limelight, our good friend, you see him on the wall behind you. stopped by and said hi, and yeah, the dump button was going. Danny was on, so you might want to check that out.
1: There you go. The dump button had to be re- had to be ready at all times. Yes, there is no doubt. All right, uh, Kansas City on the move inside the red zone against your Eagles in the rain. Two oh one to go, and now two minute warning. First half seven seven. Jalen Hurts. Four of six for 42 yards and an interception. DeAndre Swift, eight carries, 47 yards on the ground. Meanwhile, for Patrick Mahomes, seven for 10, 53 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Isaiah Pacheco on the ground, 10 carries, 59 yards. And again, 7-7, seven, seven, but Casey inside the, I, I think they're right around the 10-yard line, somewhere like that as uh, uh, Mahomes just scrambled and made something out of nothing. What's your take as far as this game? How important is it to the Eagles coming in 8-1, and 4-1 and one on the road? And Kansas City, 7-2, and 4-1 and one on the road, or 4-1 and one at home, I should say. But KC, they don't need it as far as their division, but they've got to be chomping at the bit to make sure they can, you know, stay right up there as far as for that number one seed. Because as we remember, there's only two one seeds that get buys. And I know Philly has the best record in the NFC. KC tied for the best record in the AFC.
2: Yeah, for Philly, I mean it's a it's a really rough stretch of games with KC, Buffalo, San Fran, Dallas coming up. I'm probably out of the four. It's probably the third most important one to be honest with you. I think this one's more of a confidence, let's get them back for the Super Bowl game. Uh yeah, the Eagles get a split out of those four and they're good because they have two games with the Giants left plus the Cardinals to finish. So, it's it's more of a perception game I think for Philly than anything. You know, it's you're on the road against the defending Super Bowl champions. If you lose, you lose. But I think they just would feel better if they won. KC, on the other hand, yeah, they're trying to, you know, really, I think cement themselves as the number one team in football right now. And you know, the Eagles and Niners, I think everybody thinks are better than them. So they've got something to prove tonight too. So it's more of a, I don't know, a chess puffing game tonight to me.
1: There you go. All right. So KC with that loss at Denver. That was, oh, no, I'm sorry, that game was that game was at home against Denver, right? Oh, no, no, it was at Denver, the one that they lost. That's right, it was at Denver, where they only scored nine points. So that's one of their losses. And then, of course, the, well, what's their other loss, at Jacksonville? I'm trying to remember the other loss. Detroit. Oh, Detroit, oh, that's right, the Lost opener. the opener, Detroit. The opener, that's right. Okay, so Andy Reid is at a home a year against there Detroit. at KC. Unbelievable, he's been at KC 11 years, and uh, right now. Kansas City does have the best record in the AFC at seven and two. Baltimore's at eight and three, and then you have Miami, Cleveland, at seven and three. So a loss tonight would uh, put the Chiefs a half game behind Baltimore. Uh, the Ravens sitting at eight and three and playing pretty solid ball right now, but Kansas City probably still the team to beat, and I would still think that. Uh, they may be able to close. But I I really feel good about the way this Raider team's going. We'll talk about it when we come back because I know we're up against a break here. Uh, we'll get into the NFL. We'll get into college football. I'll keep you updated on all the college basketball, uh, what's going on, Maui Classic, and a tough day for UNLV, but they lose it by 8 to Florida State. Uh, there's lots going on. Golden Knights struggling. I did have your Flyers, by the way, on Saturday. I took them in the rematch against the Golden Knights. Why? Because they played them so tough out here and. Lost a 2-1 lead, ended up losing 3-2. I just kind of felt like Vegas going back east this time. Teams are ready for them. They're waiting for them. And not only did Philly get him, Pittsburgh got him as well. So, uh, and, and Washington. So it's been a tough go of it for the Vegas Golden Knights on this road trip. So uh, something about going to the White House with uh, Sleepy Joe. Uh, right now, Vegas sleepwalking on this road trip. So we'll talk all about sports. We'll keep things rolling. Almost halftime in the NFL Monday night game. KC. Philly still tied at 7 apiece. We'll keep you updated throughout the night. Everything rolling until 8 o'clock, 101.5 FM, K-Dawn streaming live on that Odyssey app. PSBR Law Studios in Las Vegas. Ken Thompson, Mark Koch, you're listening to SportsX Radio. We'll be right back. They're
0: picking up prisoners and putting them in a
1: KT is back here on a Monday. It is a big show Monday, and boy, is it a big show. I'm telling you, so much going on. College hoops. St. Joe's actually had a chance. St. Joe's, the Hawks, at Kentucky in the Wildcat Challenge. And they were right there. Came back from, I think they were about five or six down. I kept paying attention to the game. Next thing, they took a one-point lead. Their first lead since 15-13 in the first half there at Rupp Arena. And then uh, Sandico, the uh, big guy off the bench, who was five of six from the charity stripe, gets fouled with about fourteen seconds to go. He makes the first one but misses the second one, so the game was tied up, ends up going into overtime. St. Joe's actually got the rebound off a Kentucky miss with about two point one and they called timeout. You can see him calling timeout. Ah, the refs, they didn't hear it. Now hey, you're a rupperine, it's too loud, you know. No sense looking over at the Saint Joe's bench because they're not gonna call timeout in that situation, right? It's unbelievable, the politics of college basketball, college football. I mean, teams that are supposed to win get calls that are absolutely ridiculous. And for them not to be overruled or for somebody to step in, it's just moronic. I mean, sometimes you see it. Now, I remember calling games for Long Beach State, UC Riverside, certain areas of the country that you'd go to where you weren't supposed to win the game. In other words, you were a big underdog. You're not supposed to win. So unless you actually beat this team so badly that it didn't matter what the referees did. You know, it's almost like the uh, movie, Remember the Titans, right? You remember five yards, ten yards after the plays down the field, these guys would throw a yellow flag out because, you know, team wasn't supposed to lose at home. And when you see stuff like that, it just kind of taints it and makes you feel like you're not going to get, you know, an honest call from games like it's not all those games, but there are certain teams at certain times early on in college basketball seasons that are not supposed to lose at home. And so if it's a close game, somehow, some way, those teams always find a way to win, whether they get it into overtime and win like Kentucky did tonight against uh, St. Joe's Hawks. 96, 88 actually was the final easy cover for St. Joe's as far as the point spread. But nonetheless, they had an opportunity to potentially have at least a shot to win it in regulation. Never got that opportunity. So, you know, it's just stuff that I've seen throughout the years. And it doesn't matter what the sport is. You just kind of see it. And it is what it is. Meanwhile, the Chiefs have taken that 14-7 lead against Hoekster's Eagles. And if you remember, Mark and I picked the games last week as far as against the spread. We both finished 7-5 and one. Which isn't great, but good enough. And I've got the Chiefs, minus the two and a half, and the hoaxer has his little Eagles with 50 seconds to go in the first half. It is 14-7 KC, but Philly on the – well, they're not actually on the move. They're on their own 20. I looked up quickly. I thought maybe they could be in the red zone. But uh, I don't know, hoaxer. I'm not feeling good about your uh, Eagles tonight. And
2: they're going to – KC's getting a real good pass rush tonight. They just uh... – Stripped hurts and he managed to pick the ball back up. He's going to have to be more careful with the ball in this game. But to say the least, this is getting kind of weird. And the Chiefs scored a kind of got a little pick set and got Kelsey freed up for a touchdown. But plenty of time, Casey. Relax. Oh, my I know. Friend.
1: I know. She, Casey should be up by 20 soon. Uh second. Wow. No, nah, just giving you a hard time. You know, but I I'm
2: still mad, Katie, about Where our picks. It? You know why I'm mad about the,
1: our picks? Oh yes, I do know. Now that you told me, I, I did not know, but you went against the G men.
2: hmm I sat there and I changed that pick. Do you remember that? I said I can't do it. It was like it was like I was trained to not to be the fat kid not eating the cake.
1: You went against the Jersey and, kid, man. and, That's I, the and I
2: and I said, You know what? I'm not eating the cake. That that blue icky cake is not going in my mouth and I should have devoured it, KT. Devoured it.
1: Yeah. Tommy did De- Tommy DeVito, baby, the Jersey kid. Liberty DeVito was the drummer
2: for uh, Billy Joel. That's how I remember the name DeVito. I don't know why.
1: All I could tell it worked you out. is the Jersey kid came up big with three touchdowns. Now, that game had two of the weirdest stats. Washington, six turnovers. The Giants, none. Washington, nine sacks. I mean, when you have nine sacks, how the hell do you lose a game? This is... They're bad teams. That's what bad teams do.
2: They do crazy stuff and things happen. Or they're both bad teams. That's pretty much all there is to it.
1: There you go. They suck. All right, KC going to try and add on. 44 seconds to go. They're right around midfield. Up 14-7. I'll keep an eye on stats because I know a lot of you may have fantasy football players going tonight, especially in that big game. Uh, Thursday, as we go and review the NFL first, Bengals, of course, losing Joe Burrow that Thursday night game. Baltimore able to win that one 34-20. Lamar Jackson doing what he needed to do. And Baltimore, like I said, could have the best record in the AFC if KC were to lose tonight. KC wins. They're going to be 8-2. and two. The Ravens sitting at 8-3. and three. Steelers and Browns. And we knew this was going to be a tough game offensively for Cleveland because, you know, Dorian Thompson-Robinson, you know, still trying to get, I don't know, acclimated to uh, the speed there. NFL defenses. Got to give the kid credit. Came up big. His biggest drive was the last one that helped Cleveland get that game-winning field goal. 13-10, to 10, they knock off the Steelers. I mean, in a game that there wasn't much offense at all. Uh, Jalen Warren had a big 73, 74 yard run there for Pittsburgh, and that was key. Nine carries, 129 in the touchdown. And uh, Cleveland didn't have a ton of offense, but their defense was solid again. Both these teams pretty solid defenses. Uh, What's your take on Cleveland going forward? You think Thompson Robinson can get enough experience in the next seven games if he stays healthy and uh, help Cleveland? You know, maybe do something in the postseason. Maybe. I mean,
2: you know, he's he's a great athlete and has been you know, a top flight quarterback, you know, all the way so far. And, uh, but that, that defense, I mean, it's, it's just brutal. I mean, you're going to no, everyone is going to have a hard time scoring on that. D, And, you know, they're going to keep them in games. I mean, it's one of those things where if, if, if Thompson Robinson can just maybe pick up, get them 20 points a game, they're, they got a good shot to win. You know, that, that may be all it takes. It's kind of a, Baltimore Ravens 2000-y kind of thing, you know?
1: KC right now in field goal range because they have got uh, Butker. So they're right around their own 30, I mean, around the Philly 34. So 51-yard or 52-yard or somewhere in that neighborhood. Again, uh, not the greatest conditions, but we'll keep an eye on it. There is a flag on the field. So let's see what that is right before halftime. Uh, they called offsides on Philly. So Ah, come on. Yeah, 14-7, to 7, KC with the ball and uh, trying to increase that 14-7 lead before intermission. Getting back to Cleveland and Pittsburgh, Kenny Pickett, 15 of 18 for 106 yards. You never see anything like it. 3.8 yards per completion. How atrocious is that? Now, what I said I would like to see, if I had a team like Pittsburgh, and and again, Mike Tomlin, outstanding coach, but you give me this youngster, Jalen Warren, who I like a lot, he had nine carries for the 129. He had that big 74-yard touchdown run. But Najee Harris, not great stats, 12 carries for 36 yards. But if you give me those two guys, split backfield, Mark Hoke, why can't you do that? Is there some type of law that says you cannot have two good running backs in the backfield, you have to run everything from the shotgun? Why not have Kenny Pickett under center and a split backfield and see if a defense can figure out what you're going to do? Because nobody practices against that. Everybody's practicing against everybody doing everything from the shotgun. If I had two solid running backs like that and an atrocious offense, basically Pittsburgh, the worst, I mean, in 10 games, they've been outgained in every single game. They're still 6-4. and four. But why not take advantage of your strengths? Your strengths are your running game. I think you could keep teams off balance. Instead of having one running back standing next to my quarterback— Gee, then I wonder who's going to get the ball most of the time, right? I mean, I don't know. It's just you have teams that are so hell-bent on doing what the other guys are doing that sometimes they don't look at it and say, you know what? Let's just let's try this. Let's go old school. And I think Pittsburgh would have a major advantage as KC gets a last-second field goal to go up 17-7 at the half against Philly.
2: Now There was a fan... Like a giant fan that blew that ball into the uh, uprights.
1: Oh, yeah. They it's, cheated. There'll be, there'll be more of it. They cheated. Uh, of course. There'll be more of it, and KC will end up, uh, KT will end up winning the uh, weekly contest yeah, well. against the hoaxer. It happens. It does. But this Every game's now and and over. And no, this not over. No, it's not. This game's not even close to over. No, it's not. Like I said, it'll be a 20-point lead soon. <sighs> it's not good for you, hoaxer. Why are you poking you're being, the bear? You're being exposed right here you're, you're on poking Monday the Night bear, Football. Man. Don't poke the bear. Only 100. Only a hundred yards. Bears gonna bite you. Not man. good. Yeah. Well, you just have to. You got a lot to worry about. You have North Dakota State. You made the playoffs, FCS wise, but you're in the worst possible oh. bracket you can be in. We'll get into that. But oh it's, my God, yeah. that bracket's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, but look, at the end of the day, as tough as it is, and it is that that half of the bracket is the toughest. South Dakota State's got to play through that half as well. Well, they're on the other side.
2: NDSU is in a bracket. I mean, just real fast. They got put in a bracket with Montana State. Uh, South Dakota was the three what did, seed. What did
1: KT say on, what did I say, though? I said Montana's going to take out Montana State. They
2: killed him. They did. I was stunned. They buried him. I was stunned. Yeah, that put them in a one seed. But, yeah, there's some bad seedings. But I, KT, there's some bad seedings in this bracket. Well, we can talk about that later. I don't want to get too deep into it. But, yeah, you got, and you know, NDSU's going to get Drake. They'll kill them. So then they're going to. Go to Montana State. We'll get to to it later. Yeah, let's let's get to it later because we're going to confuse
1: everybody. Yeah, go Bison. Go Bison. Uh, 13-10, though, Cleveland over Pittsburgh. I'm impressed with Cleveland finding ways to win games with quarterback play that's shoddy at best. And, again, Dorian Thompson Robinson, he threw the ball 43 times for 165, no touchdowns, interception, only got sacked once. But their run game only mustered 96 yards on 29 carries, 3.3. Per carry, so nothing great offensively. But when you find a way to win a game like that, that's impressive. And we know Pittsburgh's defense, pretty darn good. I mean, anytime you've got you know a guy like T.J. Watt, who actually had two tackles for loss and a sack in that game, I mean, very, very impressive. Uh, nine tackles for loss by the Cleveland defense, though, that was the most impressive, and they had three sacks in that game. So that, that is a team that is absolutely unbelievable. Ocaronko, uh that guy, Ogbo. For uh, Cleveland had five tackles, four solo tackles, four tackles for loss and a sack. That is impressive. I mean, when I start looking at those stats and I see stuff like that, Miles Garrett, he only had two tackles. They were both sacks. (laughs) They're brutal, man. That guy is a beast.
2: They're going to be a very because I mean, right now, I mean, they as bad as their offense is, they look like a playoff team right now. They're going to be a, they're going to be a really tough out, right? Really tough out. I mean, because when you think about it, you know, you're, you know, and, and you know, honestly, a lot of the teams in the AFC are really defensive oriented this year. I mean, going through the playoffs, man, I'll tell you what, bet unders. I'd go, AFC, I'd be going under, under, under all day long. It's just, you know, you've got so many, you know, Buffalo is trying to pull it back to their, Miami's defense, eh. But, you know, even the Jets are out there with Baltimore's D's playing well, Cleveland, Pittsburgh, uh, since he's dead, Jacksonville's defense is okay. Houston's playing all right. Casey's defense is really good. Geez, even Denver, KT. Denver, I had, Denver. Him last, I had
1: him last night, and here's the thing with Denver. Had him on the money line, right? And my buddy Chuck Edel always says, you don't pay the juice if you win the bet. Very true. So Denver was minus 2.5 points on Sunday night and minus 146 on the money line. So I said, eh, take the money line. Why lay the two-and-a-half? What if they win by two or one? You'd be upset. And Denver comes back from the dead, and with 63 seconds left, a minute three left, they get the game-winning touchdown pass. They missed a two-point conversion. They hold on and get a 21-20 win against Minnesota in a game they probably should have lost.
2: Yeah, that's, a, that's kind of a tough loss for Minnesota, too, because I really thought that they were going to be able to stretch this out a little bit, and that's one of those ones that you think they, they, you would expect they'd win a so bad loss for Minnesota there, and that put them, uh, let's see where they are in the pack right now,
1: 6-5. They're still okay,
2: but, boy, you, you would have loved to add seven wins at this point.
1: Yeah, and they could have had seven wins, and the Lions could have been 7-3 and three because the Bears had them, dead to rights. Somehow, Detroit scores 17 points in the last three minutes and 18 seconds to win that game 31-26. Now, Chris Wynn is like, hey, we, we could have the best record. I mean, we're good. look, if that Detroit team plays like they did yesterday at home against the Bears, you won't, you won't even win a playoff game. Oh. No. Are you kidding me? Oh, that's harsh. If, if they play the way they did yesterday, I watched Chicago control that game. Justin Fields, who missed how much? How many games did Justin Fields miss in a row? And he comes in and he plays good, solid football. He rushed for 104 yards. So that Detroit defense, as good as it was, wasn't great. But David Montgomery does end up getting the game-winning touchdown against his old mates. Jameer Gibbs, eight carries, 36 yards and a touchdown. Montgomery had 12 and 76 in a touchdown. Goff threw for 236, two touchdowns, but three interceptions. So I give Detroit credit. Why? Because they showed me they can fight through adversity. They right. found a way to win an ugly game. And sometimes you're going to have that, especially against a divisional rival that's already out of it and had nothing to lose and went in there and just played good, solid football. Now, Fields only threw for 169 and a touchdown, but he rushed for, like I said, 104 on 18 carries. Herbert, 16 carries for 35 yards. Are you kidding me? That is absolutely atrocious. So Justin Fields really put the team on his back and did just about everything. D.J. Moore was his connection, again, receiving-wise, seven receptions for 96 and a touchdown. Uh, but this Bears team, there's some there's some good pieces there. What's your take on Justin Fields, Mark? Because I like him. <sighs> Once again, you
2: know, so this is a guy that gets stuck on a team where he doesn't have a lot around him. Right. You know, and and everybody, and everybody every time I read a mock draft, it's like, Chicago, take a quarterback, take a quarterback. And I'm, I'm just sitting there saying, you know, how fair is that to Justin Fields? You know, get. I mean, you traded away his top receiver last year, so what are you going to do? You know, he he doesn't have much there, and, you know, yet he's still showing he's got some good diversity. Ah.
1: You're going to get, you're probably going to get, or you have an opportunity to get the number one and number three pick in the upcoming draft if you're Chicago. Get him a number one and get him a left tackle. You know? And give me a, give me an outstanding receiver, somebody that's going speed-wise. He doesn't have that guy where you have your Eagles, you've got speed, and then you look at the Miami Dolphins, speed with Waddle and Hill, and and really that – I mean, when you watch that Raider game yesterday against Miami, and Miami turned it over a couple times early on fumbles, but when Tyreek Hill catches that ball on a slant and there's like four guys around him, if you you blink your eyes – you look and Tyreek kills by himself. I mean, it is amazing. The cheetah—they call him the cheetah for a reason. But it's unbelievable what speed does for you. Yeah, that—that
2: that, I mean, the receivers learning how to make that cut, and if you—if you just lose him for a half a second, you're done. I mean, he's the fastest guy in football. So, oh, and by the way, the uh, looks like the Alouettes
1: have won the Grey Cup. Did they? Yes, twenty-eight twenty-four. Okay, Montreal was playing who? Winnipeg? Yeah. The Blue Bombers. The Blue Bombers. So that was tonight. Yeah, so congratulations. You don't even understand that I was looking for that game all day yesterday. I'm like, where is it? What channel is it on? I'm like, I'm going to... It's on the Ocho. Unbelievable. <laughs> I had no idea. All right, because I, I don't real. I mean, I'll watch if it's the only thing. I'll watch Canadian football. I have no problem. And sometimes you'll see some guys that you've seen in the NFL, and of course you recognize a bunch of guys from college. But uh, yeah, I'll pay attention to it when the NFL is not going in full swing. But right now, with college football, NFL, and college basketball head on a swivel, and of course we had F one in town for the weekend. We'll go. We'll take our final break of hour number one. And we'll continue talking NFL. We'll get into the college football. We'll talk everything in the world of sports throughout the night. We'll keep you updated on KC and Philly. Live from Vegas, 101.5 FMK. K-Don stream and live on that Odyssey app. We're a little long on the break. We'll shorten up the last one in hour number one. Ken Thompson, Mark Hoke. You're listening to SportsX Radio. KT, every now and then, the memory comes in play for something other than sports. Second half about to kick off right now. Philly getting that second half kickoff trailing. 17-7 Monday night football. Eagles and Chiefs, two of the best in the league and last year's Super Bowl, of course. KC did a, uh, KT did have money on Philly and was rather upset with that uh, late holding call, but is what it is. We'll see if Philly gets another crack at Kansas City, potentially, or somebody else in the big game. Hoaxster, I'm thinking you're feeling pretty good about the Eagles chance to get back to the big game
2: oh yeah absolutely um you know san francisco by the way took a little hit today i don't know if you heard about this but uh they lost uh their all pro safety uh tenaloa uh funga
1: yeah from usc evidently so you didn't
2: pay attention to the starting five yeah so well i'm just saying but he's he's out so that's gonna that's gonna sting them a lot um i mean they can still cover it but i'm feeling pretty good but you know Chris Wynn screaming about Detroit getting home field?
1: Uh, here's the thing. It, it, it could happen. I'll tell you who needs home field is San Francisco. San Francisco yeah. is a completely different team. Brock Purdy had a perfect passer rating yesterday yes, at home. he did. Yeah. I, Two if, things. When he plays at home and when Debo Samuel's in the lineup, the guy's phenomenal.
2: Yeah, and when you asked me about you know what is the game for Philly, I, you know, if, if I had to pick one to win, no offense to the Cowboys, but I would take that San Francisco game. I want that tie break real bad. Uh, it, if the Eagles win that, beat the Niners and keep them down, you know, I mean, that could open the door for Detroit to maybe slide into a two seed. Or well, we'll see. I mean, this is gonna be it's gonna be an interesting stretch here for Philadelphia, and, and that
1: that showdown is gonna be a blast. Your take on Detroit? How good is this team, and do you fear them in the postseason? Healthy respect. Do I think that they're
2: they're going to the Super Bowl? No. I, I think they're the third best team, though. I mean, they're, they have a ton of talent, both sides of the ball. They're young. They're getting better. Uh, you know, they're going to be, they're going to be pretty dangerous, you know, and they're going to get a, a wild card team in the first round, probably win, you know, but then it's going to be probably taking on Philly or San Fran in the second round.
1: So them getting home field, yeah, that would be pretty huge. Anzalone, man. I love that dude, man. Not only the long hair, <laughs> which KT is, uh, trying for that style yeah what's up with that buddy 15 tackles 11 solo if you guys could see kt he's
2: he's going all uh i think getting ready for the percy jackson
1: and well, you know, said, movie yeah i said if the, I'm, I'm gonna cut my hair when the raiders make the playoffs jesus i know could be uh till next year sometime You <laughs> better
2: get, get some hair
1: ties <laughs> <laughs> i will never go to the man bun ever ever so just oh, what even bet about can that. we
2: make that could get you to go to the man no, bun? No, there's
1: none. There's got to be, something, we'll there's gotta be no, something. There's got to be something I can bet that, that would
2: get you to go to the man bun. I, it would nothing. be a tremendous sacrifice on my part. It. Yeah, tremendous. How but, would it be a sacrifice
1: on your part? Well, because I'd have to bet something huge to get you to do that. I well, I wouldn't do it. So there, you, it doesn't wow. matter. I, I just wouldn't. That is, I, I bet your darling made. wife Christy would love. That. She would hate it. Are you sure? Oh yeah. Did you ask her? Uh, Should we call her? She's let it be known. Let's call her. <laughs> let's call her now. hour number two and, and ask her about the man button. Yeah, well, you don't even want to go there because you have to <laughs> hit the dump button. I'll <laughs> <laughs> be using that sucker big time. All right, only have about a minute left in this hour, but we'll uh, pick it up. NFL and then we'll hit the college football. Uh, real quick, well, we don't even have time. I was going to get your take on the F1, but as an Uber driver, uh, part-time Mark Hoke, you're probably just happy that, the roads are going to be clear. Yeah, for you know a few months.
2: They've got to tear this all down, then put it back up. Oh, boy. Repave. Terrific.
1: It's beautiful.
2: But I heard some interesting stories. We can get into it later. We can talk about
1: it. We will. All right, we'll uh, check in on the Monday night game. I'll keep you updated on all the things going on. I will get to some of these big college basketball games that we had today over there. The Maui Classic taking place in Honolulu. And uh, get you caught up on the game going now. Kansas taking care of business against Chaminade. But the big game coming up tonight. Looking forward to Marquette and UCLA. That'll go just as KT's getting off the air. Sports Radio 101.5 FM. K Dawn coming right back. Hour number two.
0: Welcome back from halftime. It's just after 7 o'clock in the big city. Time to continue America's favorite Las Vegas sports show. Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson. (laughs) Yeah. What up? Party's going on. Duh. Going to a party. Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson is brought to you by Hannah Shea, Boyle, and Rabapudi. Trial lawyers that get results. Steiner's Pub, a true Nevada-style pub. Preventative Diagnostic Center. Rob Ritchie, Farmers Insurance. So get ready, because Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson starts
1: now. Now. All right, KT Live, PSBR Law Studios in Las Vegas, Panache Boyle Ravaputi, Puty, PSBR Law, the best in personal injury. Again, for a long time, Southern California year number here, year number four here in the Vegas Valley. Uh 702 area code you got down eight three zero ninety three fifty-three, eight three oh nine three five three eight three zero nine three five three. KT along with producer Mark Hoke. Eagles get the ball back, still down seventeen seven. Uh, trying to get it back to a one-score game, third-quarter action, Monday Night Football from Arrowhead. Keep an eye on that game. Uh, Let me give out some scores real quick, get you caught up on what's going on outside of that game, which still has 10.25 left in that third quarter. Total, by the way, at Westgate Superbook closing at 46, and uh, KC minus 2.5 minus 120, Uh, again, meaning you had to play $120 to win 100 if you laid the 2.5. With Kansas City, if you take Philly, you're going to get a plus price if you take the two and a half. NBA, three games are final. Nuggets, 107-103. And the Pistons are 10th straight loss. Nuggets laying nine and a half. If you bet on Detroit, you would have got the money. Plus nine and a half, losing by four. Total 225 and a half game stays under. Celtics had a lead of 11 and let it get away in the fourth quarter, and the Hornets come back and win. Eight-and-a-half point home dogs. The Hornets in Charlotte win it 121-118 over Boston. 234-and-a-half your total, and the game gets over. Hits 239. Bucks on the road, beat Washington, laying 10, win it by 13, 142-129. Gets up and over the 246. Game's going now. Minnesota putting away the Knicks in Minnesota, 102-83, 7 to go in the fourth quarter. T wolves laying two and a half in that game total two fourteen. Meanwhile one eighteen to seventy nine. New Orleans beating Sacramento six fifty to go in the Bayou. Uh, you think the Kings went out on Bourbon Street last night? You got to be kidding me one eighteen to seventy nine. How do you how do teams even do that? Like oh, you're better off just play the bench players. Let those guys know. Hey, we're going to go out and party. Are you guys going to be ready Monday night game? Yeah, you guys get out there and start. I mean you're going to have a, at least you're going to get a better effort. Kings were actually one, one one-and-a-half-point favorites in that game in New Orleans. And again, right now, nearly down 40. 106-88, Heat lead the Bulls. This is the third straight time the Bulls played at home and are having trouble scoring. I think they came back and won one of the games. The other game, they got thumped pretty good. And uh, right now, the Heat taking care of business, 705 to go 106-88. Miami closing as a a one-and-a-half-point favorite on the road. Clippers leading San Antonio. Remember the... uh, Spurs went out to L.A., I want to say, and got a W, but the Clippers, 109 86, leading the Spurs, 605 to go. Another team that didn't show up. One game yet to go in San Francisco. Warriors minus seven, total 220 against the Rockets. Warriors still without Draymond Green for a few more. All right, college basketball. Uh, let me see what we have here as far as games on the main board. Uh, Kentucky in that overtime win against St. Joe's, 96 88. Uh, one game yet to tip off. As far as on the main board, North Dakota and Pacific. And Pacific favored four and a half. That game probably in Stockton, 154 the total. And uh, the Tigers minus four and a half at Spanos Arena. That was the first time I called a game for Long Beach State. I think I say that every time I talk about Pacific. Uh, That was the first road game actually for the beach that KT called. Speaking of the beach, they lost to Illinois State. Lost to the Redbirds in normal Illinois. And Long Beach State was actually a six and a half point favorite. I guess because they beat Michigan at Chrysler Arena, so people thinking they're better than they are. And Illinois State wins the game by nine, a six and a half point dogs in a game that stays forty eight points under the total. Unbelievable. Total was one fifty one and a half. Final score sixty one to fifty two. Actually uh, thirty eight points under the total. Uh, quick jersey mat there. Almost screwed that up. All right. High point eighty two sixty eight beat Iona. Wright State Scott Nagy getting a win against UL Lafayette ninety 91- one to, to uh, 85 in a pick game against the Raging Cajuns in a game that gets up and over the total. And Hofstra buries Buffalo, 102-68. Oakland Golden Grizzlies beat Loyola Marymount, 74-69. Stephen F. Austin, no problem, buried Drake, 92-68. Marshall beat FIU, 80-69. to And Utah State, a three-point win against Akron as one-and-a-half-point favorites, 65-62. Central Mish beat Siena, 70-56, cover the five. Stetson, 85-67. They pounded Wisconsin-Milwaukee as four-point underdogs. UNLV talked about the loss, 83-75, to Florida State. Uh, Colorado has finished off Richmond, so UNLV will play Richmond tomorrow. Colorado will play Florida State. Colorado winning 64-59, but they were minus nine. If you took the Spiders, you get the cover. How about Wisconsin? Badgers haven't been playing that well. But, man, did they do a number on Virginia and Tony Bennett's boys. 65-41. 41. In 40 minutes, wow, that's pathetic. Virginia was actually a three-point favorite in that game, but Wisconsin gets the win and the easy cover, of course, being the uh, money-line dog. West Virginia leads SMU 45-44, 11-50 to go in the second half. Cal State Fullerton surprise uh, Southern Miss 74-67, and Cornell beat Utah Valley State, the other Wolverine, 74 61, George Mason squeezes by the Jackrabbits of South Dakota State. That'll make Mark Hoke happy. 73-71, George Mason with the win, minus a point and a half and win it by two. Charlotte leads Central Florida right now 50-46, to 7.15 to go in the second half. And Charlotte's a five-point home dog against Central Florida. And right now, uh, that game, they are up by four. Florida Gulf Coast, they lose to Norfolk State. They were five-and-a-half-point favorites and lose by three. San Jose State, no problem with Hampton. Ten-point favorites win it by 19, Seventy-one fifty-two Game stays well under. Kent State comes back from seven down and wins by seven against Fordham, pushing the number of seven at the Westgate Superbook, seventy-nine seventy-two in a game that gets over the total. And Missouri State leads Abilene Christian, 53-50, 16 minutes to go in that one. Now the Maui Classic, Tennessee, 73-56, beat Syracuse and Purdue. Big second half come back and knock off Gonzaga, who could not buy a three-pointer. I mean, they I, they were 0 for last I had seen. They were like 0 for 12 or over for 13 or something in the second half from behind the arc. They had six of them in the first half. But Purdue came back. Zach Eady, again, the big fella, had uh, 25 points, 14 boards, 73-63. That's a nice win. Purdue will play Tennessee tomorrow. That's going to be a fun game. Right now, Kansas, they're laying forty-two and a half to Chaminade. Now, Chaminade's always the host school, right, the little school they're they're a D2 school, uh, but they're, you know, of course, playing against the number one team in the country. Kansas, 39 to 27. Kansas only up 12 at the half, minus 42 and a half. I'd like to have a ticket plus the 42 and a half. Even if Kansas outscores you by 30 in the second half, you're still covered by the hook. UCLA Marquette, Marquette minus six, 141 and a half. That's a late game tipping off around 830. And uh, that's pretty much it. That's what we've got going on. A couple other games going to come up as well. Bradley and Tulane will start at eight thirty, And then you got a late game at 10 o'clock. So, I'm sorry, 7.30 game, Tulane and Bradley. Bradley minus 2, 147. And then Cal and UTEP, Texas-El Paso, and UTEP minus minus two and a half, one forty-one. 141. Indiana beat Louisville 74-66. And UConn finished off Texas 81-71. UConn laying 6.5. The defending champions get past Texas 81-71 in that game also up and over the total plenty of add-on games don't have a chance to go through those if i do that the show will be over uh but we will keep an eye on the games that are rolling right now as far as the big boys and that is a look at all the basketball keeping an eye on the football on the ice tonight let's see what we've got going on we've got uh dallas leading the rangers three to two twelve thirty to go in the third period rangers playing outstanding hockey still atop their division colorado leads nashville twelve forty to go in the third period three to two as well L.A. Kings shutting out Arizona. Second period just underway, 2-0 Kings. No score just underway, San Jose, Vancouver. And Calgary has scored in the first minute to lead at Seattle, 1-0. Two finals from earlier. Tampa Bay, they edge Boston 5-4. They were actually a plus-130 at home underdog, the Lightning were. And Florida beat Edmonton 5-3 in a game that uh, went up and over that total of 7-5-3 the final as it hits 8. So that a look at the scores as far as uh what went on as far as hockey and uh let's jump back to nfl football bring back in mark Hoke. mark i haven't been watching the uh the eagles they're going to get the ball back now but any chance of this team coming back tonight of course there, there is. is no of course of course keep it going you need yeah a big, but a bad call yeah bad
2: call on third and one for the eagles and just a terrible running play it got hung up and Punt, just had a punt, so.
1: Yeah, but they got the ball at their own 40 to start this possession, only down yeah, 10. We're good. So anything goes, you're plus two and a half in our little contest.
2: Yeah, and uh Travis Kelsey looks like he hurt his ankle. He'll probably be back. It didn't look too bad, but, you know, if he gets gets Taylor Swift to give it a little rub down.
1: Nah, she's not there. Her parents are there, apparently. Well, mom can't step in, so.
2: Yeah. Well, maybe some motherly love. You never know.
1: Stacy's mom's got it going on. What about...
0: No, nah, I'm just mom? talking
1: to like a bowl of chicken soup or something, dude. Oh, okay. Be a bowl of Chunky. Get Travis back on the field. All right, uh, a couple... Of the, I'm going to jump back to the NFL and go rapid fire. Uh, Packers held on, beat the Chargers. Chargers dropping all types of passes. Keenan Allen had 10 receptions for 116 and a touchdown. Herbert actually rushed for 73 yards. But Jordan Love threw for 322. Two touchdowns, no interceptions. He actually looked pretty good in that game uh Aaron uh Aaron Jones got banged up for Green Bay we'll wait and see how bad it is uh Jaden Reed got the bulk of uh the yardage on the ground 46 yards on just three carries and a touchdown AJ Dillon 14 carries for 29 yards absolutely atrocious so they had trouble running the ball they did rush for 102 but 28 carries to get there meanwhile the Chargers uh Justin Herbert we told you ran for 73 Austin Eckler for 64, but he had a key fumble. And uh, that really led to the demise of the Chargers, who dropped to four and six. And then, of course, Brandon Staley, who's a defensive coordinator by trade, got on one of the reporters that kept asking, Are you okay to be calling the plays on defense while you're being the head coach? And he kind of let that guy have it and don't ask me that question anymore. Yes, I'm 100% confident. And uh, he's on borrowed time. There's no question. They're four and six. If they don't make the playoffs, there's no doubt in my mind Brandon Staley is out. He should have been gone two years ago.
2: I, I don't I don't know what they've been doing. If what he showed in at the end of the season two years ago wasn't proof enough, and then last year, I I, I don't know what it's gonna to take to get this guy out of there. I mean this should be it.
1: I mean you know, and now with with
2: Bosa out for four weeks too, that's gonna to really sting him.
1: Yeah, Joey Bosa, you knew it was uh the ankle or the foot. He was, uh, But you knew any time a big guy throws his helmet to the ground when he's limping or or they know it's something bad. So you knew right away it was going to be something more than just a sprained ankle.
2: Yeah, well, it's actually a sprained foot. So they, they put him on IR. He's going to be out at least four weeks. But I think he thought it was going to be a lot worse than that. So hmm. so at least he'll have a chance to maybe get back for the last few games. But they might be out of it by then.
1: Green Bay they did have three fumbles uh Love fumbled twice but they recovered all of them so that helped them get that W at home 23 to 20 and the Packer fans were still out there in numbers uh supporting this squad what's your take on Jordan Love cuz I still think there's potential for this guy to be a good starting quarterback he, in the league he
2: needs time and once again the
1: you know the the
2: old line is eh, they're okay you know the running backs aren't producing you know you got you know, you've got Christian Watson out there but it's not a lot to work with. Once again, you put, you're you putting a, a young quarterback in a bad spot. He had a
1: touchdown reception yesterday, too. Yeah,
2: he's awesome. But yeah, I, I, I don't think you can just throw him under
1: the bus after a first year starting. So take time. All right, Giants 31-19, <laughs> 17 points in the fourth quarter, Ugh. and they beat Washington. Again, the bizarre game where the Giants, recipients of six turnovers by Washington, And meanwhile, Washington sacking Tommy DeVito nine times for 45 yards. But DeVito didn't throw an interception, and the Giants didn't turn it over. They fumbled the ball three times but recovered them all. Very, very impressive. The Giants' defense had four sacks, six tackles for loss, but that paled in comparison to the nine sacks by Washington and 12 tackles for loss. My goodness, how does a defense lose a game like that? Absolutely atrocious. And the Giants only had 58 plays. Washington had 84. But Jeez. yet the Giants win it 31-19. to 19.
2: Once again, two bad teams. It, it, it is what it is. And Washington, that, that ends their season probably. They're finished.
1: They are. They will be playing on Thanksgiving against the Cowboys in Dallas. That'll be one of three games. That'll be fun. Detroit hosting Green Bay in the early game. And the late game will be San Francisco at Seattle. Seattle let one get away yesterday against the Rams and ended up losing that game 17-16. to And Jason Myers missing a last-second field goal. And uh, that doesn't happen too often. In fact, 13 straight times Myers had made field goals, but he missed that last one. Had two from better than 50, but this 55-yarder was a bad one, and he missed it badly, and Seattle loses 17-16. to Rams outscoring the Seahawks 10 nothing. In the fourth quarter. All right, take a break. Come back. SportsX Radio rolling at you. Hour number two, 101.5 FMK Dawn, streaming live on the Odyssey app. Get to the rest of the NFL and then start hitting that college football hard and uh, talk about the playoff situation as we'll update the uh, rankings. Now, we don't have the college football rankings, but every time the actual rankings in the top 25 come out, whatever they've been, that's been the way. That the college football rankings have followed suit the next night, so we'll find out tomorrow on the college football rankings. But I have a feeling they're going to be exactly like the uh, rankings that we're seeing in the top twenty-five. We'll do that when we come back. Sports X Radio one one point five FM K Don streaming live on that Odyssey app. KT and Marco, we'll be right back. I fly music coming back. Mark hoke playing. Uh, wants to fly away. The Eagles in the end zone. 17-14 now. we got ourselves a game on Monday night as the Eagles able to get in the end zone with 4-5 uh, to go third quarter. 17-14. The spread on the game. KC minus 2.5. So, Hoekster, you're within a, uh, a point of winning the football contest. Yeah. We're gonna win. You feeling good?
2: I'm feeling great.
1: <laughs> You're looking happier. Fly eagles, fly. <laughs> oh no, not that again. On the road to victory. <laughs> oh, come on, man. Between that and the Oreo's magic, man. I mean,
2: something I've, magic. I happens. know. I've lost
1: listeners. Down to four.
2: You know, if you, you know, you got to just hype on the East Coast, man. I'm pulling in, man. Will you? Yeah. All late right. night, late, late night on the East Coast. Everybody's hanging go. out watching the eagles catching the o's we're good
1: good stuff boom outstanding doesn't get much better than that unless of course demographically you fall between 40 and 72 <laughs> years of age you can go to the preventative diagnostic center that's right what a great segue there dr john pearson company they've got it going on with the best in the valley as far as uh you know preventing you from dropping dead of a heart attack at uh, age 40 Uh, Once you qualify demographically between 40 and 72 years of age, you are fortunate because here in the Vegas Valley, we've got the only scanner of its kind in the region that gives you early detection before signs and symptoms of more than two dozen ailments like heart disease and lung disease. It is the Preventative Diagnostic Center. That's right. Dr. John Pierce has it going on with the great staff and folks get in there and check things out to make sure that your organs are clear of anything that uh, may come down come back to bite you down, you know, down the down the line. I mean, it's, it's that simple. Preventive Diagnostic Center, you can call now. You can leave your name and number. They'll get back to you, set up that free educational consultation. Make sure you let them know KT Sports X Radio sent you. You know, the 702 for Vegas, I always say that 702 unless, I know there's a 725 area code as well, but you know what? Unless we say otherwise, 702 is the predominant area code here in the Vegas Valley. So, Five three four seventy nine hundred five three four seven nine zero zero five three four seventy nine hundred. You give a call, you leave your name and number. They'll get back to you. Comfortable scan takes a few minutes. A few days later, you get a detailed report from a board-certified radiologist. Heart CT scan and calcium score special. This is the best. So get down there, you and your significant other. Twelve hundred dollar value for both of you. A total of one hundred and twenty-five dollars for both of you to get your hearts checked out. That is awesome, guys. he makes sure you don't get blindsided by the widowmaker, ladies. Of course, number one killer of women. Annually is heart disease, $125 for that heart CT scan and calcium score. That is invaluable just to have that information. Worst case scenario, something may show up and uh, you have an opportunity to then be proactive with your physicians and uh, jump on things before they get out of control. Early detection is key. Get peace of mind. Take charge of your health. Preventative Diagnostic Center, 534-7900-534-7900. pdcenterlv.com, pdcenterlv.com. Go check it out. It is phenomenal just to have that opportunity to check things out. And I've done it. Uh, my wife, Christina, uh, so many. Pat Casal, who does a great job. He'll fill in for Steve Sanchez. And, uh, of course, he's got his own show as well on the weekends. Common ground that he does as well. But a lot of people have used uh, the service. Wayne Krivsky, former general manager Cincinnati Reds, comes in. He's gone for the last couple of years as well. So it doesn't get much better than that. Uh, meanwhile, KC has the ball on their own. 38 yard line, a second and fourteen coming up after they got nailed for a penalty. Yeah. Philadelphia back within a field goal. Yeah,
2: Travis Kelsey got a penalty there, and you know what he really needs to do is shake it off.
1: Very good. Thank you. All right. Good stuff. <laughs> um let's let's move forward to uh Dolphins Raiders. Got to get to this game because Jalen Ramsey made a couple beautiful interceptions. I mean, not happy if you're a Raider fan, but again, the Raiders played well enough. To win the game because they created turnovers themselves. Now, Tua Tonga had threw for three twenty-five and a couple touchdowns. He did have an interception, and uh, they they had a couple fumbles as well. Uh, meanwhile, Tyree Kill just showed why he is the most dangerous weapon in football as far as you know receiving wise. Ten receptions, one forty-six, in a touchdown. Absolutely phenomenal. Uh, Jalen Waddle is healthy, and that's big. He had four receptions for fifty-five yards. But they've got players. Cedric Wilson, 3 for 23. Where is that guy gone? That guy, you just don't see him in the stats uh, that much with Hill and Waddle. Uh, so we'll see if he can get back to uh, being a, that third complementary receiver. Meanwhile, for the Raiders, Devontae Adams had seven receptions for 82 yards and a touchdown. Jacoby Myers, 4 for 49. Michael Mayer, 4 for 46. And Hunter Renfro, 5 for 42 and had a big 31-yarder in uh, that game. So it was good to see Renfro, that's his longest reception of the year, but good to see the ball getting spread around by the youngster, Aiden O'Connell. Now, he threw three interceptions in the second half, and that came back to bite him. He threw for 271 yards, was sacked twice, uh, only rushed once for three yards. And Josh Jacobs, 14 carries for 39 yards, less than three yards a carry. The Raiders have to be able to run the ball effectively if they're going to win games like this. Now, the defense played well enough. And, again, created turnovers, and that's what you're looking for out of your defense. Now, they only had one sack and three tackles for loss. I'd like to see more from them. And, of course, Max Crosby had the sack. What else is new, right? Six tackles for Max. Uh, Spillane. I really like Spillane. Coming over from Pittsburgh, this kid can flat-out play linebacker. Had 13 tackles, six solo. Trayvon Merrick had 10 tackles, seven of them solo. So those guys were busy yesterday. Uh, Nate Hobbs had six solo tackles. It was a good, solid team effort, and they kept Miami in check, and they played solid ball together. They played as a team. So while it wasn't flashy, you could still see that the team's playing as a team. Mark Hoke, your take, because I think this team going forward, if they just play like this to where they're focused and dialed in, it's just a matter of time before they tweak maybe a few positions and get the right players in all these spots.
2: Well, if the Raiders don't keep Antonio Pierce as their coach, they're idiots. Completely. I mean, it's a different attitude there. Now you can see it. I mean, it just seems like there's a, a huge boulder that's been lifted off their shoulders with McDaniels out of there. So, you know, it, it's going to help. I mean, there's still a long way to go for them in terms of personnel, but you feel like they're just a, a you know more cohesive unit at this point and seem to have better offensive plans. So, yeah, I mean, that. They, that that coaching means a huge difference, and uh, you know, it's I think it's helping the Raiders a lot.
1: And Miami's defense is underrated. I mean, they held the Raiders to again uh, forty-two yards rushing, minus six, so thirty-six yards on sixteen carries, two point three yards per carry. So that put the pressure on the youngster O'Connell, and uh, you know. Is what it is. All I know is I. I don't even have to watch the game. When I see your mannerisms, I know it's something bad for Philly. What happened?
2: Two two pass interferences now on this drive. A little ticky tack. Gee, that that sounds familiar, doesn't it?
1: <clears throat> Sorry, no bitterness. There you go. No bitter. That's okay. That's all right. You're still within a field goal. But KC at the Philly 39 yard line right now. So uh, trying to get closer. Trying to get that score to get back up one. You know, right now up by three going to try and get a touchdown to get back up by two scores. Philly going to try and hold them to a field goal They're attempt not, at the worst. No touchdown.
2: There nope, you go. not happening.
1: Not going to happen. Not going to happen. Speaking of uh Eagle opponents on the radar, Cowboys, who they were able to come back and beat in Philly in a close game. They're going to have to go to Dallas. Dallas pulled away in the fourth quarter in a game they only led by 7 over the uh 1 and 9 Panthers, but won at 33 to 10 to get the win and the cover and Deron Bland how about four interceptions for touchdowns this season very impressive nice yeah good team going to choke when it counts baby
2: they, they they will be in the final four of the nf in the nfc and they will lose
1: jacksonville got back on track sunshine had a good game 262 and two touchdowns and they uh, took care of business in a big way against tennessee 34 to 14 ridley Good to see uh, Calvin Ridley sighting seven receptions for one hundred three and two touchdowns. Yeah, Jacksonville's going to be a contender there to go to the Super Bowl. I,
2: it, it's going to be the, the like AFC is just a mess. It's going to be hard to predict that, but yeah, pretty a uh, pretty nice bounce back win for them after getting shellacked last week.
1: So we'll see what the Jags can do. Still a young team. How about the Houston Texans? Oh boy, if they beat Jacksonville in a couple weeks at home. They will have a chance to move into first place because they own the tiebreaker. They already beat Jacksonville the first time. So if they sweep them and they come off a 21-16, ugly win. Ugly because they probably shouldn't have won the game. Arizona looked like they were the better team for a lot of that game. Now, Stroud did throw for 336, but he got picked off three times, got sacked three times. Arizona was looking good. Singletary still rushed for 112 and a touchdown for Houston. This guy, Tank Dell, eight receptions for 149 and a touchdown. Nico Collins was solid as well. They've got some playmakers. Robert Wood's on that team as well. Uh, for Arizona, Kyler Murray was okay, threw for 214 and a touchdown, but a, an interception. James Conner rushed for 62. Murray rushed for 51 and a touchdown. So they're better with Kyler Murray. I think he's still got it. You've got to put a few more players around him. Uh, Dorch came up with a big catch. For Arizona, but he was really the only one uh, that was doing much. Rondell Moore, they got to get this guy the ball more. He had one reception for 48 yards and a touchdown. Rondell Moore, if the guy could ever stay healthy, I mean, Marquise Brown only had two receptions for 18 yards. He's got to get the ball more as well. Trey McBride, five receptions for 43 for the big tight end, uh, but they lost a key fumble there. Antonio Hamilton losing a fumble, and uh, that came back to bite him. But I like this Cardinals team going forward. They had four sacks for six uh, and six tackles for loss. But Houston found a way to win the game, and and uh, D'Amico Ryan's getting the most out of this team. What's your take on the Texans, real quick? <laughs> they're scary. I mean, I don't think they're a Super Bowl contender, but they sure look like a playoff
2: team to me right now. I mean, you know, they they were so scrappy last year. I mean, they lost a ton of games, but they played hard, and you know, and they just they they had no quarterback play at all. Now they you know they got they found their guy, and, and it's making a world of difference for this team. You know, always some decent guys in the skill positions. Played good defense, and now it's kind of coming together a little bit. I mean, and you know, D'Amico Ryan's doing a great job. This is a this is a team. I don't think a Super Bowl threat, but could I see it maybe getting a first round upset?
0: Yep.
1: There you go. Meanwhile, Brock Purdy, three hundred thirty three yards passing and three touchdowns. So threes were wild in that one. Brandon Ayuk, five receptions, one fifty six and a touchdown. And McCaffrey, his usual self, although uh, not as much on the rushing side. He had twenty one carries for 78 yards. Receiving-wise, McCaffrey, always tough. Uh, Only had five receptions for 25 yards, but did get that first touchdown. So if you have him as far as your fantasy team, you can always count on that guy pretty much every game for at least a touchdown, although he missed out on one in his last game. But Baker Mayfield and Tampa, they hung in there for a while, and uh, Mike Evans uh, had had a nice touchdown reception, uh, but he was blanketed pretty much all day. Otten had Four receptions for 49, and Mayfield threw for 246 and a touchdown, but a key interception and was sacked four times, so that hurt Tampa Bay. And uh, that is it as far as uh, the NFL. Again, keeping an eye on this KC-Philly game. It is uh, KC now fourth quarter about to begin in Philadelphia territory, so it's key for the Eagles to make sure they stay out of the end zone.
2: Yeah, just hold them to field goal and go down and take it. That's pretty much it.
1: That's it. Uh, only other game w- that we didn't mention: uh, Bills thirty-two to six. They blew out the Jets and Zach Wilson done. That experiment is over. Robert Sala couldn't make any more excuses for this guy. Josh Allen, three touchdowns and an interception. Threw for two seventy-five. Uh, Shakir had a big game: three receptions for one fifteen and a touchdown. And Cook seventy-three on the ground. This Buffalo team, they're six and five. They still don't. They still don't strike fear in me as a team that's going to do anything in the postseason. They got to get better than they are. Uh, again just a game over 500 and somehow some way the Broncos are 500 got to give Sean Payton credit and Russell Wilson a decent game 259 and a touchdown including the game winner to Sutton with just a minute three to go and again we talked about it somehow the Broncos end up winning that game in a game they were outplayed pretty much the whole way by Minnesota but somehow some way this Broncos team is five and five Mark can you believe it no
2: I can't actually
1: But Russell, but but the
2: key to it is Russell Wilson is actually playing decent football, unlike last year he pretty much took the season off, and once he seemed to kind of got into Peyton's system a little bit, now he's he's not the Russell Wilson of old, but he's he's looking pretty solid. So you know, and that's kind of all they need.
1: So Minnesota, yeah. yeah, Minnesota had a lot more plays. Kareem Jackson, by the way, for the high hit that he had on Dobbs suspended four games Ooh. it's his second four game suspension of the season the first one he got uh negated to where it was dropped down to a two-game suspension but this one i don't know if they're going to reduce it at all i know they're appealing but we'll wait and see but kareem jackson i mean this guy's a veteran and playing for what 14 years so he's got to know better than that uh alex singleton though for denver 16 tackles last night 11 of them solo very impressive and good to see josie jewel back in the mix but the Broncos somehow, some way have gotten to five and five. And they close the season with the Raiders. I'm just saying that game doesn't look like it means anything now. But if the Raiders do take care of Kansas City on Sunday, and I'm going out on the limb, no matter what happens in this game, and it'd be better for the Raiders if KC does win this game, because then they'll go to eight and two and they'll kind of look at the Raiders and go, Ah, I know it's a rivalry game, but we'll take care of business. I really think the Raiders are gonna beat Kansas City on Sunday Ooh. and go into the bye at six and six. They'll go into the bye at six and six and have an opportunity in those last five games to potentially make the playoffs as one of those last wild cards. But we'll see. They have to beat Kansas City. They go to five and seven. The odds of winning your last five to be ten and seven are not good. And I think you have to be ten and seven in the AFC to make the postseason. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, I
2: I wouldn't be as optimistic as you are about the Raiders beating Kansas City. But yeah, it's it's definitely going to take ten wins to get into in the AFC and. That that would just be, I think, too much of an uphill climb for
1: Las Vegas to pull that off. So, yep. Yeah. And of course, they're going to lose tiebreakers to Miami, Buffalo, uh, boy, just about everybody, Pittsburgh. Ugh. So, yeah, it's not looking good right now. But they, if they get the win against KC, six and six going into the bye week, and then you can win four of your last five and go ten and seven. Yep, it's doable. It's doable. All right, uh, college football, let's jump over there real quick, and uh, then we'll take a break, and then we'll come back and we'll hit on some more college football. I'll keep you updated on some other things. And, of course, Mark Hoke does want to get his two cents in about the uh, F1. But UNLV, again, what an impressive game. Maeva, this kid out of Liberty High School freshman, he threw for 339, a couple touchdowns, had a couple interceptions, but they were solid. Ricky White. What did I say on Friday? I said I didn't think there's anybody that can cover Ricky White for Air Force. He had eight receptions for 169 and a touchdown. He's up for up for the Belitnikov Award, and he's got to be one of the front runners. He, he's having a phenomenal year right now for UNLV. They are nine and two overall. This is absolutely the, one of the most impressive things I've seen in college football coaching in a long time. And all of a sudden, Air Force could be on the outside looking in if they lose to Boise State or if San Jose State takes out UNLV. So both Air Force and Boise State, whoever wins that game is going to be rooting for UNLV to beat San Jose State on Saturday. And, of course, the Rebs would like to do that to finish 7-1 and one. and in first place overall as far as the Mountain West. They are the only team with one blemish, and that, of course, coming in a game that they let at halftime at Fresno. Otherwise, they'd be on blemish. But what a job by Coach Barry Odom, hoping he's going to be on the show tomorrow night and join us.
2: Yeah, and and KT, I I just want to throw something out about UNLV's situation right now. If they run the table and win the Mountain West, and it'll be interesting. I think it's and, and believe I can't believe we're even talking about this. If they end up somewhere rated in the playoff ratings, Tulane is a, is the top team right now. But now you got James Madison. That whole thing's done, and and Coach Signetti, way to shoot your mouth off. But you really have Tulane, UNLV. And uh and Liberty's undefeated. Is there a chance, Ken, if Tulane stumbles and they've got a couple tough games coming up? Could UNLV be that top rated non power five team? Wow. I mean, seriously.
1: Yes. I, I'm not I'm not kidding around. I, no, no, for sure. That is I mean who else awesome. who else would it be? Yeah, I'd have to I'd have to go through and uh look at it and Brad Powers will be on tomorrow. Remember everything shifted because of the holiday week. So Brad Powers will be on tomorrow night. College football, hopefully have Coach Odom on as well. Uh, KT will be live at Steiner's tomorrow night, not Wednesday. Wednesday night we'll still have a show, and Friday we'll have a show. No show on Thursday, Thanksgiving. So lots of college football, NFL football. By the way, the Eagles just forced a fumble on Kelsey and – Boy, I'll tell you, crazy whoa, stuff, whoa, an whoa, incomplete gee, pass. Wow. That yeah, was scary. KC just, uh, Philly's got the ball inside their own ten, but they have the ball back down three with 13 minutes to go. And uh, KC was in the red zone, and uh, they forced a fumble. Travis Kelsey fumbling. So Taylor Swift not in attendance. It could uh, come back to haunt him there. We'll, we'll wait and see. Uh, college football. Did, can, some, can, by the ahead. way, can, can you believe we're even saying that? I know. It it's, it's sad and pathetic when you really think about it. Now sad and pathetic was USC football losing to UCLA 38 to 20 getting dominated 14 nothing they trailed after the first quarter they cut it to 14-10 by halftime then it was all over 31-13 by the end of the third quarter 38 to 20 Chip Kelly takes care of business Lincoln Riley at the beginning of the year USC fans looking at potential playoff and they got off to a 6 and 0 start but they have dropped 5 of their final 6 they are done for the year they're awaiting a potential bowl game I don't even know if they should accept the bowl as poorly as they played.
2: Well, Ken, and I'm I'm curious about your thoughts on Caleb Williams because of the, you know, after after last week the the crying in the stands of, with his mom, and then he wouldn't talk to the press this week. Is that the red? Is that a red flag for you? If you're an NFL team, are you nervous about that kind of um, kind of behavior?
1: No, not really. No, I'm not. I think the kid still has uh, potential. But the way that he plays is similar to the way Lamar Jackson played at Louisville. You're not going to get away with that in the NFL nonstop like he does. I mean, you're going to have to learn to get rid of that ball. You're going to have to learn to take advantage of the rules, sliding, and all these things come into play. His arm is good. Again, he's he's a really good college player. We'll see how it transitions to the NFL because I think he's, you know, there's definitely, you know, pro potential there for sure. Is he as good or great as everybody thought he was? I don't know because they've got an outstanding receiving core. And I know their offensive line hasn't been the greatest, but at the end of the day, it's not that bad. I know the defense let him down, but USC, this is a total collapse. This is as bad as it gets. As good as it's been for UNLV, it's been that bad for USC. Yeah, I
2: know you were talking playoff for USC. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean,
1: I didn't think they'd quite make it, but I didn't think they'd ever be this bad. No. It's, it is unreal. Yeah. What a, what chaos there. A chaos, to say the least, no doubt. Uh, meanwhile, you talked about it with James Madison. They do lose at home. They go down. I had Appalachian State, and Appalachian State wins the game outright. And I'm going to tell you what I've told you uh, many times. When a streak hits eight and then it breaks, same result happens. Watch for James Madison to lose at Coastal Carolina. Whoa. This, wait. Oh, I'm words. And if they lose to Coastal Carolina, Coastal Carolina wins that half of the Sun Belt. And they're at home. They're nine and a half point dogs. I'm telling you, Coastal Carolina is going to win that game outright against James there Madison. There you go, kids. Put that in your, uh, in your betting portfolio that's uh that's what i'm looking at i'm looking at florida and coastal carolina money line parlay oh, wow you're throwing florida, florida under be, the bus already florida, in, in the swamp they're going to go down in the swamp and james madison's going to lose at coastal carolina i have no idea what brad power says but we'll find out tomorrow he'll be on the show tomorrow night wednesday night it'll be uh, of course the three uh set with mark lawrence andy isco and we'll close with arthur de who has cleared his schedule he'll be back live from the Westgate Superbook, and then Friday Football Fiasco will be a live show on Friday. So I'll be reviewing a bunch of the games from Friday because we've got a ton of football. We've got the Egg Bowl on Thursday, Mississippi, Mississippi State, but a great schedule of college football on Friday, and then, of course, a big schedule on Saturday, including UNLV at home against San Jose State. Take our final break on this Monday, Big Show Monday. KC has the ball back, 10.52 to go, 17-14. They're on their own 38-yard line. Good game, just like it was Super Bowl-wise, only more points in the Super Bowl because better conditions. But we'll keep an eye on this game as Casey gets a big completion at the Philly 45-45. Come right back. KT, Mark Hoke, SportsX Radio, 101.5 FM, KDOM. We stream live on that Odyssey app. If you haven't downloaded the app, it is free, A-U-D-A-C-Y. And, of course, you can go back, use the Rewind feature, listen to all the great shows, including the Mark Hoke Show, which is Sunday mornings, 8 a.m. to 10 a.m., the best in professional wrestling. you like professional wrestling. You will love the Mark Hoke Show. And uh, you want to go back and listen to that show because the guy hasn't slept, literally. Go driving to L.A., driving back the same night. I mean, I don't know how he did it. And then get ready and did a show last uh yesterday morning and uh continues to you know produce shows over here nonstop. so the hoaxer he's got a cot set up in the back he probably used it for at least three four hours this morning and uh we are live from vegas we'll come back we'll wrap up SportsX radio on this big show monday Right, we are back on a big show Monday. Mark Hoke's been in the Hits KT watching this KC Eagles game. And a uh, very interesting game right now. Uh, Hoekster, you have any idea where Bridgeville, PA is? It's outside of Pittsburgh. That it area. Is? Okay. I wasn't sure. If it was outside Philly, i just wonder. Because old Justin Watson is from Bridgeville, P- Bridgeville, PA. And he just dropped a little pass from me to you. I know I get it. It's inclement weather. He's just but, a I mean, joker, it's absolute perfect. I'm sorry. And then shouldn't say that. he mean. gets down there for the punt because Casey decides to punt it from the uh, Philly forty, and it's a perfect punt that bounces on the two yard line, and he's there, turned around, but he didn't cover it well, and the ball goes into the end zone. So big, big deal there. And now Philly uh, has the ball, a third and five, with under eight minutes to go, but they are around their own forty. So we're keeping an eye on this game. Again, the spread on the game minus two and a half, and it held steady. Didn't go to three. Uh, you had to lay one twenty to win a hundred over for each hundred over there at the Westgate Superbook. But this game and these two teams, there's not much difference between these two teams. No,
2: that's why I said. I mean, this one's kind of a more of a a feel good game if you win it, but it, in the long run, it doesn't matter.
1: Both, really and, and both teams have have some players that are banged up. Of course, you're missing Goddard, which is, I mean, a major part of that offense for Philly. But there is a big third down completion to the KC 42 for Devontae Smith, and that guy's another one of those guys that can stretch the field for you. So Philly's got plenty of weapons. There's no question. And when they don't turn the ball over, they're they're a tough team to beat. And we'll see if indeed they can uh, get this one to go to nine and one. That'd be pretty sweet. I would enjoy that, KT. Yes, and then you'll win the uh, weekly contest against KT, against KT again. There you go. No surprise to uh, Chicago Bill, <laughs> who was betting on you, of course. Really? Yeah, I don't know. Oh, I, Chicago I, Bill. It's so and sweet. I he does. He, he, he likes you. He's, he's pulling for you. Because until, you know, because it's that Army-Navy thing. He just... Uh,
0: oh, bingo!
1: There you go. What'd I tell you? Sorry, well, everybody out there. First and said... goal for Philly. Under seven minutes to go. Oh, geez, that's a lot of time left. Yeah, it's plenty of time. But look, you got a chance to oh, go I'm up by take, four. I'm though. You got three, a man. chance to go up by four and force them to get a touchdown. Some
2: brotherly shove, touchdown, and uh,
1: there you go. Yeah, Devontae Smith getting right to the one yard line before he was touched. I don't think the ball touched the turf. I don't think so. And Philly does this better than anybody. The brotherly shove, they just keep going. and But you're going to have, a, I think, and a false whoa, start. Oh, wow, what a push. It, it could either be a false start or it could be that KC oh, lined up offsides. They probably tried to cheat. There is a, there is a flag, so we'll Don't wait and see. Don't dare take
2: that off the board. I have
1: a feeling it's offsides. It's, it is. it's looking very offsides It offside. is offsides, yes. Okay, so See, they tried to cheat. That's what they do. They tried, but they got caught. So right now, you're looking fat now. 20 to 17, extra point pending. 6.20 to go on Monday Night Football. Uh, KT and producer Mark Hogue. Now, KT oh. at Steiner's tomorrow night. Jeez,
2: did you see that guy in the stands real quick?
1: Hoaxer? I didn't. Bad but- tattoos of all the mascots on his fat belly. Nice. All right, real quick, uh, comment on uh, F1, because I said you were going to comment on that.
2: Yeah, you know, I'm
1: curious to see.
2: The casinos are saying they made a ton of money off this. It wasn't the 1.7 that they had been promised with their... F1 said 1.2 came into the economy, but man, they have, it's coming back. They've got to make some serious changes in how they did the construction, how they set everything up for everybody. Incredible inconvenience to the workers here. Incredible inconvenience to people driving around tourists for the, for six months, this was a living hell. And that's why they put that apology out that we read on the air last week. So yeah, I, I, <sighs> I hope it went okay. I wasn't around this weekend, so I didn't see how everything went for the last day or two, but you know just it was it was not popular in town. I'll just say
1: that all right uh extra point up and good twenty one seventeen Philly six twenty to go fourth quarter the other Kelsey trying to get a w there you go. can't forget about Jason no, he's the man.
2: Travis gets to catch a ball, but Jason hurts people,
1: yeah. There you go. The hookster will be a happy camper. He'll be partying tonight. Uh Kansas up by twenty two, only three fifty to go. So if you had the forty-two and a half in Shamanad, you're looking fat. Seventy two to fifty, Jayhawks, UCLA Marquette. That game will come up in about forty minutes from now, somewhere in that neighborhood. So uh, watch that one on ESPN. That'll should be that should be a fun game. Uh Bradley and Tulane underway, fifteen thirteen green wave out of the gate, eight minutes in, and Cal and UTEP is the late game there. Uh, again, lots of college basketball nonstop throughout the holidays. And uh, I remember when I'd call games, I always wondered, God, where are we going? What tournament? Where is it going to be? Uh, because you always knew that teams were going to schedule some type of tournament. One of my favorites, UC Riverside, they were Division Two at the time, but Chico State. And you talk about a party place. Uh, it's up there where Sierra Nevada Brewing is. Oh, I'll K- do it. KT found that place. Ah! Was back Why in am I day. not shocked? Back in the day. Yeah. It was, <laughs> was back in the nineties. Hang me? around Chico, man. Oh yeah. It was good stuff. Uh, let's move on. Uh, just trying to think. Uh, what other headlines? If there was something else major that I may have missed hoaxer. I mean, there is a lot of, a lot of college football, a lot of, and we'll get more into it tomorrow because Brad powers will be on. So we'll review everything. Uh, and, and then of course we'll go through the games that are coming up for this week. That's going to do it for us, Hoaxer. I appreciate you chiming in here on a Monday. Oh, anytime, KT. And uh, I'll see C. Wind down at Steiner's tomorrow. Hope you'll meet me there as well. First two to the table, get a free appetizer, come on up. And the lamb chops, they're absolutely ridiculous. That'll do it on a Monday, Big Show Monday. You know the rules. No drinking and driving, no texting and driving. Most of all, God bless our trips. God bless you live from Vegas SportsX Radio, 101.5 FM K-Dawn. Streaming live on that Odyssey app. Talk to you tomorrow night on a Fat Tuesday. God bless, folks. Good night, everybody. <laughs> back.